Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. global superstar who has uh, set records of plenty in, in an astonishing career uh, and if um, you're, you're unhappy with your work you might want to block your ears Shohei Atani signing a 700 million dollar US contract theoretically over 10 years not quite what it seems a unicorn contract for the baseball player known as the unicorn by many uh, a true global superstar an incredible most one of the most fascinating and talented athletes on the planet, I would argue. And I can't think of a uh, few better to speak about this than uh, Jeff Fletcher, who has uh, penned a book about Shohei Otani, the inside story of Shohei Otani and the greatest baseball season ever played. He's had, uh, I, I guess, the honour is probably a way of describing it, of part of his job as the uh, Los Angeles uh, Angels beat writer to cover him over a number of years, although he is leaving Los Angeles, well, the An- Angels, that is, and uh, joining Crosstown rivals, the Los Angeles Dodgers on this mega deal. Jeff joins the program. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. To the uninitiated and down in these parts, how do you describe Shohei Otani, the baseball player? Well, he's he's pretty incredible because he basically does two jobs that nobody else does. Everybody else who plays baseball is either a pitcher or a hitter and a hitter who plays a position in the field. But, uh, Nobody basically is a good pitcher and a good hitter. It just does not exist, and it really has not existed in 100 years since uh, Babe Ruth did it, and he really only did it sort of as he was passing through when he was going from being a uh, pitcher to a hitter. Shohei Otani is just uh, unbelievable that he's that he's above average and you know elite in some at some times in some ways at being a pitcher and a hitter, and so that is why he got the contract that he got. I, I guess from your perspective, has it been sort of mind-numbing, um, like shaking head, go, how is this possible, having watched him day in, day out, and, and covered him? Yeah, it is pretty incredible. You, I have to kind of remind myself uh, every now and then that, you know, we are seeing something that nobody alive has really ever seen before, and uh, he's just... He's such a phenomenal athlete and has got such an incredible work ethic that it has allowed him to do something that uh, nobody else even attempts to do, let alone succeeds at. 
How well do we know him? You know him. People who follow the sport, he seems from my perspective a, a pretty private individual. Yeah, we really don't know him very well uh, because he he doesn't really talk to the media very much about anything uh, and certainly not his personal life. I mean, we it seems like he, he pretty much is focused on baseball and training for baseball and preparing for baseball and then he goes back home and rests to come back and do it again the next day. Uh, I think that there, there are rumors and stuff about him having a girlfriend or something like that, but nobody's really knows anything about it or seen her or anything like that. So I don't know if it's even true, but, uh, I think that he's just very focused on baseball and, uh, getting enough sleep so he can come do it again the next day. I understand he has a dog, but people don't even know what the name of the dog is. Yeah, that sort of uh, typified his whole uh, private life that uh, he didn't want anybody to ask him what the name of the dog was. <laughs> but but you, you've still been able to glean away he sort of prepares and how serious he is about his craft on both sides of the diamond here. So you... You know, I'm sure there's a lot of clubs out there who would be reluctant to hand out $100 million contracts to players, but let alone $400 million, $500, 600 million, but if there was ever going to be one, pure for, for his rarity, the, the, being able to do both, but the diligence, the responsibility, the professionalism, did he tick all the boxes uh, for these clubs to throw every sort of penny available to them? Yeah, I think that people uh, were pretty sure once you know he had the kind of years he had the last few years that he was going to set the record just because he's the exact type of player that should set the record because he is not only uh basically two players because he's a pitcher and a hitter but he's also this huge revenue generating machine because he's so popular all over the world that you're going to sell a lot more tickets and you can have sponsorships in the stadium in Japanese uh, that's you know reaches a whole other market. So you are going to make a lot more money just by having him, regardless of what he does on the field. And then what he does on the field is is unmatched because you know as we said he's he's two players basically. And his own earning potential off the ballpark, I, I can only imagine, sort of dwarfs everyone else. I, I don't know how accurate. I've read stories of upwards of fifty million US a year that that is just staggering yeah it's certainly uh you know there's other athletes and other uh sports that that have that kind of uh of reach but baseball is really nobody and uh that's what allowed him to structure his deal with the dodgers the way he did you know 700 million is is the number that people will talk about but uh the way he structured it was most of that money is deferred for at least 10 years so the actual present day value of it is only 460 million which he can do because he's making that 50 million that we talked about in endorsements so he's going to basically have the endorsements pay for him now while he saves this baseball money for 10 years from now and meanwhile that allows the Dodgers to still be able to to try to keep a good team around him and not just be paying all their money to him yeah, this, this deal, and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of this, um, it's truly fascinating. You're right, present day value, you know, dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Um, we all know that. $460 million it boils down to. But why the obsession of calling it $700 million at the beginning, over 10 years? Is it ego? Um, did the agent, you know, want it to, to hit that number? Because it's not really $700 million, is it? No, it isn't. And I, and I think that honestly, it, uh, 
it might have been just something that uh, you know it works out great to where Otani can be able to say that he got seven hundred million dollars. It's the record, but he's not actually getting that much, and therefore he's not actually crippling his team as much as he would if he were actually getting seven hundred million. So it sort of works for everybody, and it's uh, you know obviously it's a lot just the way you describe it, which is you know it's kind of a a piece of history. Uh, more so than actual money. But, uh, you know, I think that counts for something. I think that Otani has always wanted to be the best, and I think having the biggest contract is is a part of that. Does this deal sit comfortably with you, the morality of it, the legal side of it? A lot of people out there have, have claimed foul, excuse the, the baseball pun there. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about it, Jeff? Um, I actually have no problem with it because I think that the present day value of it is fair. Like if you considering the fact that he just had a, a major pitching injury, so we're not really sure if he's going to come back and be the same pitcher that he's been. It's going to be at least a year before he comes back. Uh, I think that casts enough question about his value that uh, $460 million, which is still the record, by the way, 460, even if he was just getting that would be the record, but it's not, 600 million which i think would be crazy considering that he had this pitching injury but 460 is fair and so in in that respect he's still getting you know a fair market value the dodgers are still paying a fair value for it it's just structured in a way that's uh, a little bit weird and allows otani to say that he's getting 700 million but uh you know even if you if you only look at it as 460 i think that's you know (laughs) Reasonable. I'm not laughing at you, Jeff. I was like, we only looking at a 460 million, like yeah. 460 million. It, 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 yeah, but it's close to a billion bucks down here, mate. That, that's hard for us to fathom. Yeah, well, you know, you look at Taylor Swift. How much money do you think she makes? So, you know, it's all, it's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative. So the oddity of the way this is deferred, um, I think the last of the payments, what, 2043, the vast, vast majority of it majority of it comes after, what, the 10-year term of the actual contract itself. The Dodgers paid, what, a couple of million along the way. Why, you think? Um, there's lots of theories out there. Um, why would they be so happy to defer so much money down the road? Well, I mean, they have to uh, set aside a lot of it uh, in an escrow account before it's actually due to be paid. So they're going to make some income off of that. And, you know, like we said, if if they were just going to pay him $46 million a year straight, I think that would have been reasonable and affordable for the Dodgers and everybody would have been fine. Instead, they're going to pay him $2 million. The other $44 million is going to go into some account that's going to generate some money. And as long as it generates more than the 4% that it needs to generate in order to become $68 million 10 years later, then they come out ahead. So I think most people feel like they can probably do that. It just gives them some cash flow flexibility in the short term and, you know, makes them a little bit of money in the long term if they just outdo the 4% that uh, the deferral is based on uh, over the long run. So, it seems to work out for everybody. 
It seems like others were open to this idea. Um, it sounds like the deferrals was actually pushed by the Otani camp. Uh, I think the general manager of uh, the San Francisco Giants has said as much that they were considering it. How realistic was he to join any other side but the Dodgers? Well, it seems like the Dodgers were kind of the the most logical team for him all along and the team that most people probably thought he was going to go to. I think there was a pretty short list to begin with just because the money, you know, even forget the deferrals, just the regular present day value money was going to be a lot. And uh, there's, you know, only probably six or seven teams that could afford that to begin with. And then, you know, it seems like he prefers the West Coast and it seems like he wants to be on a team that wins all the time. So that all pretty much points to the Dodgers. So I think that, you know, as you mentioned, the Giants could have given him the same thing financially. The Angels probably could have done the same thing financially. The Toronto Blue Jays could have done the same thing. A bunch of teams could have done exactly what the Dodgers did. But Otani, it seems like, just wanted to play for the Dodgers. Yeah, and all Blue Jays fans did was uh, track private jets from Anaheim to, to Toronto <laughs> and check out restaurant uh, bookings. Uh, and, and truly bizarre. It just shows the hype around this guy, uh, how much interest there was around his free agent signing. I'd like to know about the relationship in Los Angeles. Uh, going from the Angels to the Dodgers, um, how's that going to be received by, the say, the Angel, Angels fan base? Yeah, uh, Angels fans are... Not happy that he's going to the Dodgers, but I think that they've all sort of planned for this because, as we said, everybody has been talking about the Dodgers being the most logical team for him. So I think a lot of the uh, smarter Angels fans knew this was coming, but it's still going to be really hard for them to watch, uh, and especially if he continues to have the kind of seasons he's had and if the Dodgers continue to win and the Angels continue to lose, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to see. But, uh, you know, the Angels are hoping that they can, you know, turn things around for themselves and, and finally uh, have some winning baseball. And, and if that happens, then I think they'll they'll get over it. Of course, I've had Mike Trout, too, who's, you know, one of the finest, if not the finest player in his position. And they still do the for game. seven more years. Yeah, so. <laughs> seven more years. Yeah. How on earth have they not been successful with those two? Is it as simple as they didn't get them on the field enough together? Well, that's part of it, and it's also the fact that they just didn't build enough good young players around them. You know, you, you've got to have not just two players to win in baseball. You need to have a solid core of, of 12 or 15 or 18 productive young players who stay healthy, and uh, the Angels have just not had that. Uh, it's Part of it is their player development has just not been good. They've made some poor choices in the other uh, established free agents that they've brought in and they've had some bad luck just with guys getting injured. They've, they've also been in division with, uh, you know, maybe the best team in baseball over the last seven or eight years, the Houston Astros. So a lot of things have gone against them, but uh, it it's just shows that you need more than, uh, than just two guys. Is that the most galling thing to the Angels fan base that in all likelihood he's going to a franchise who can do that, who can build, uh, a, yeah. a team properly in the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean that's that's why Otani's going there. That's that's probably the biggest reason why he picked the Dodgers. I mean, he was really happy with the Angels and he loved all the people around the Angels. He loved the way the Angels treated him, but they didn't win. And uh so that's why he's leaving. And uh you know, the Dodgers they do all the things right that the Angels have done wrong. So maybe the Angels uh the Angels are certainly trying and to change things, but uh, so far they haven't. 
Jeff, thank you so much uh, for dropping by, offering uh, your insights and takes. Um, uh, what well, it's going to be um, a quieter year for you next year on the Angels beat. I, I guess there won't will be as be much travelling. Yes. Yeah, there won't be as much international press because what, Japanese media are, are based in LA. Is that right? They've actually been living in LA while he's been playing for the Angels. Oh yeah, they're probably. Uh eight or nine regular members of the Japanese media that are always at all of the Angels games. And then there's another 50 that kind of come in and out and go to some games and not some other games and they go on the road and all that stuff. So uh, now all of them are just going to shift up the freeway and go to the Dodgers. Brilliant stuff, Jeff. Keep up the great work. Do appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you.